0: You're listening to So Organised Style podcast. This episode is produced by me, Maria Theoharis or Veloso. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout-out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome listeners, today we have got someone special. The reason I say she's special is because recently you may have been reading some articles on The Socialist. And there was one in particular that really caught my eye and it probably caught yours as well. It's called Spending Your Money Where It Counts. And it's written by Pink Mimosa by Jacinta. Today, we're in the presence of Jacinta herself. Hi, Jacinta. Hello. Thank you for giving us your time today. So I'm really excited to meet you because Of a whole lot of reasons. (laughs) Well, I'm flattered, I promise. So am I. We're going to go through those reasons why people should be really excited to hear you because I know a lot of people have been checking out the work that you've done recently when it comes to spending your money where it counts. Let's get started. Jacinta,
1: where were you born? Good old Western Australia. Exmouth Western Australia, to be exact. I had a look on Google to see how far or how many hours it would
0: take to drive from Perth all the way up to awesome Exmouth. And it takes over
1: 12 hours driving time. Yeah, it's pretty far. I think my mother's the only one who has been there. My family's from Perth and Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think they've ever gone up there to be honest. And I keep begging them every time I visit. I was like, I want to go up there. I want to go to Broome. I want to go to Ningaloo. And they're like, uh... Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) I think we've got a lot of listeners from Perth and a couple that I know who've actually worked in Karaka, which isn't that far from
0: Exmouth as
1: well. That's cool. It's going to be controversial, but I think WA is the best state. (laughs) Not just because my family's from there. I think we've got the best beaches. They say Perth is boring. I don't think it's boring at all. It's awesome that the beaches in Perth are where you can sit and watch the sunset with a mimosa oh absolutely so I visit my family every other Christmas Mm -hmm. it was a promise I made to them to, you know stay in touch with my roots stay in touch with my family because I'm really close to my my cousin and his wife and yeah we've had more than our share of drinks on the beach (laughs) at sunset I just love Perth I love it so much I, I don't get tired of it And was that where you fell in love with vintage fashion? No, actually, it was in Chicago. My father was an American serviceman and we were stationed in Chicago and we went to a thrift store and I found this powder blue dress from the 1950s and I was like, I'm going to be Marilyn Monroe. So I was obsessed with movies from the 1940s and 50s and so I started collecting vintage At the age of 10. So that's 24 years of collecting. Vintage fashion. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's the best part of the past are the clothes. And clothes back then were well tailored and well made. And I know this might not go over well with some people, but I think it flattered bodies the most. Hmm. And luckily, we get to choose. From such a wide array of different fashions that you can find what works for you and I like how I feel when I wear them. I feel glamorous, special, and I go to the grocery store in these flowing caftans and I'll go to the library in these 1950s big poofy skirts and I don't know it's like playing dress up but all the time. It's fun. It is fun. And it, you always notice people who do that as well. In a crowd,
0: you'll always get noticed and people think, wow, that's just amazing.
1: Yeah. It's funny in Seattle. So we have something called the Seattle freeze. Um, they're, they're very Scandinavian here. They're polite, but distant <laughs> and um, yeah, nobody talks to each other. And you know, my, my father's side, we're from the South and we literally talked to everybody everywhere. And so the fact that I'm approached all the time is odd for me here because people don't do that. But I do get a lot of comments and it's always interesting. I I think my favorite comments are from older women who are like, I had that. I had that when I was your age and they don't actually know my age. They think I'm a lot younger than I am. Um, That's right. But they'll be like, when I was 18, I wore a dress just like this. And we'll talk for a bit. And it's just, you know, you, it's kind of like, you get to hear a bunch of little slices of life, like vignettes all the time. And the fact that some that you evoked a happy memory for somebody, Mm. I think is a huge compliment. I love it. You know, I never feel bothered when people stop me. Um, I think if I was from Seattle, I'd probably feel a little different, but being from a place that's known for its hospitality, Hmm. I enjoy the conversations. And I think you give them the opportunity to connect
0: with you in an environment where it's probably not, as you said, encouraged too
1: often. I think it's, you know, the weather,
0: it's pretty misty here. It's
1: the weather, it's who settled here thousands of years after the Native Americans got here, I live in an area next to where all the Scandinavians settled called Ballard. So the, the Swedes and the Danes and all those guys. And it's so interesting. You can tell who settled a city by the attitude of the city. Like you can tell New Orleans was settled by the French and Spanish, you can tell that Charleston was settled by the english it's really interesting to hear about that you know there's this idea that there's this one america and i i don't get angry but i'm always like you do realize the food that i grew up eating in charleston south carolina hmm. they don't eat anywhere else hmm. you know the food that my best friend who's from Baltimore, Maryland, ate growing up is very different from what I ate. The accents are different, the language is different, the way people live their lives is very different. So, while there's probably this overarching Americanness, yeah. I mean, each state is like its own country. They're mm. also different. I think globalization has decreased the distance, but still, there's some very distinct differences amongst all the states. And I think anybody who's spent a considerable amount of time here and has gone to other places in the US would realize that we're not just like hot dogs and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so, can we move on to what you did recently? Yeah, well, I didn't put this in the article. And it's almost too, I think, disgusting to repeat, but mm-hmm. I saw a comment by a quilt shop owner in the Seattle area. And mm-hmm. she was commenting on the protesters. And she said that they need to go back to Africa in chains. And I was like, this is a quilt shop owner.
0: Mm-hmm. I've potentially
1: bought from this woman. And I, my grandmother raised me to... Basically, not shop anywhere where my money is not wanted. Right. Nice. Um, that scene in Pretty Woman where you know they treat her badly, she yep. leaves. She comes back. She's like, "Yeah, big mistake." Rather than like showing off the fact that she can buy all that stuff, she says, "No, you've missed out on this, okay?" And that's that's how I was raised. And you have to remember, my grandmother lived through really intense, horrible segregation in yeah. South Carolina. so she's like nah don't spend your money where it's not wanted and I was like I never want to patronize a business like that quilt shop owners ever again if I can help it yeah and I I do a ton of reading and I've been reading about you know consumer behavior and how it's changed and how they call my generation the millennials soft because we want to work and we want to shop at places that we consider ethical or that's aligned with our ethics and our morality and like yeah, your values. Think about something I don't think there's anything weak about that at all I think in fact it's quite the opposite of the way consumerism has worked and so I said I'm going to make a list of places that I feel comfortable shopping at I've been I've been on the receiving end of some really disgusting behavior while shopping at stores, being followed around, being accused of stealing, having my purse dumped out so they can make sure I didn't steal anything, just behaviors that are incongruent with where we should be in 2020. Yeah. I started making this this list for myself, and then I asked some of my followers, it's like, hey, would you guys want a list of Black-owned places and places owned by other minorities and allies? And I was adamant about including allies because I I feel like society is a quilt, and if we're not patched together, we're not going to be cute. We're going to be an ugly quilt with just one color. (laughs) I think we should be the (laughs) cutest because I love mixing patterns and fabrics and I just love everything being really colorful. That's a great and, way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it I was really like, is. let me a metaphor, um, rather than just saying I really wanted white owned places on the list who support Black Lives Matters and, mm. you know, in, indigenous Americans. And I was like, wait a minute, you're an Australian citizen. Stop being so American centric. And I was like, okay, let me make sure I get some of these places so I know where to go when I come back to Australia. And when I woke up the next day, there were hundreds of comments. I was like, excuse me? Because I have a job, I have a business, I have a life. I have things that I, I do. I'm a moderator of a, of a craft group on Facebook. Like I have a lot going on. I'm not one of those people who sits back. My friends force me to take vacations and the list grew and grew and grew. And I think I've spent maybe 30 hours on it so far. At least. Um, so that's almost, yeah. at least in America, that's almost a whole work week. And I learned a lot about myself in the process. I have not been great about where i've shopped i've shopped where it's convenient or where it's cheap and i'm somebody who supports a lot of small businesses Hmm. but i haven't been doing that in the sewing world and with the pandemic going on and with the way the economy is and the fact that i still have a job i was like well i was like i could afford it why am i not going to these places why am Hmm. i going to that place well it's called it's america's version of spotlight which Personally, I think Spotlight's a lot better, but Joanne's (laughs) fabrics. Why am I going there when I can afford really beautiful fabric from people who are actually doing the work that I care about? Yeah. Supporting things that I care about, inclusivity and sizing, making sure that men are represented, making sure that older women are not invisible because, you know, there's a point where unfortunately women become invisible. Yeah. Yeah making sure that they have diverse feeds of people who, you know, reflect society. Those are the places I want to support. And I found out that a lot of people wanted that too. My list has now been shared out like thousands of times. And I hope one, that these business owners who have taken a lot of flack for supporting Black Lives Matters and LGBTQ and, you know, Mm -hmm. male sewers and you know, all the things I listed as being important, I hope they feel supported. I hope that more people are interested in shopping small business. I hope that people around the world know that we want to support these businesses who donate money and set up scholarships so that disadvantaged kids can learn how to sew. We're a community and we haven't been a good community. In my opinion mm. and we could do better so this is just like one of the many ways that we can be better as a community is by supporting small business and supporting businesses that are not racist <laughs> like that quilt shop owner in seattle yeah man that was devastating to read i had a stomachache after i read that i think following your grandmother's experience and advice
0: has led you to this point and honestly putting the list together and sharing it shows how active you are within the design community, but in a positive way. And that's been really good from my perspective to see.
1: That's great. Actually, I've gotten flack from a couple (laughs) of Australians. And I was like, did you actually look at the list because they go on about, well, first, they don't know I'm Australian, which mm-hmm. is always like, surprise, guess yeah. what? I do know your history when, because I'm interested in what happens in the world, and two, my passport says I'm Australian, but they don't understand U.S. history. A lot mm-hmm. of people, because they, the world is pretty U.S.-centric, so I know that y'all get a lot of our news over there, but what's missing is context, Mm-hmm. People don't have the historical context. They have no idea what it's been since 1619. And they're like, oh, it was slavery, and then it was over. It's like, mm, there's a lot in there, and it's not good. And there's a lot of people working to undo 400 years of inequality. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised by the comments. Yep. Yeah. I have a lot of Australian supporters as well, including Ellie Whitaker, who's my Instagram best friend. I just, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her fabrics. I was like, I might just fly to Sydney just to go to Spotlight, pick up all of her fabric and then fly right back. (laughs) Love, love, love her prints.
0: And you know what? There's going to be people in all different parts of our culture that may or may not know what they're talking about.
1: I was like, you know, there's a lot of people in America like that as well. They yeah. don't even know their own history. Yeah, you're, you're like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're like, what? So I, I yeah. have an interest in history. I love history. So I'm constantly reading like a lot of nonfiction. Yep. Yeah. So having context behind what we're doing is
0: important, but making yeah. sure that we're putting out the information so that people who are listening and want to learn are learning from the right sources.
1: Yeah, when I went to, so I attended Duke University, you learn a lot um, your first year about how to source historical information, Yeah, how to cite correctly. And granted, every single book that has ever been written is editorialized in some way. There is no yeah. book that's 100% fact. You interpret events, you interpret history, like history books in Tennessee will call slaves workers Mm. they weren't getting paid though were they so they're like Mm. and then they brought workers to the south it's like that's not what happened you know it's in interpretations but the more you read and the more you read comparative history yeah um like I'm well versed in Caribbean history Australian history French and Russian history those are all like my favorites outside of U.S. history but I think the more you understand what is happening, the more well-rounded your opinion will be, and you'll be surprised at the connections that that you make. I hope people stay curious. Yeah. There are a lot of people who have been who've I've gotten like hundreds of messages from people saying, "I didn't know that X existed and mm-hmm. then I went and bought it." <laughs> and it, and I just I hope that, you know, this list causes people to be a bit more curious about yeah. Where can I go instead and not just in the sewing, crafting world, but you know, where you get your hair products or where you buy your glasses or, you know, just be a little bit more conscious about where you're buying from. Unfortunately, in the US, companies, companies are allowed to donate to political causes. Um, Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court ruled that companies are considered people. And they they vote with their dollars, so why can't consumers care about where their money goes? And your spreadsheet is going to help people figure
0: out if they've got a particular set of values that we're sharing right now. That right. these places are the places to spend your money at, and we're only one person in a sea of in an ocean of yeah. different consumers. But this is the impact that we can make.
1: Right. I. Th- you know, a lot of people were like, this list is racist. And I was like, how? Tell me. Tell me, how is, it, how is this list racist? I'm not telling you to go anywhere. I'm literally yep. giving you alternative options of places that may have been overlooked or ignored. Hmm. Or, you know, small business. It's hard to be a small business and compete I just want to give people more options. Yeah. Like hey, It's a can. resource. It's a useful resource it's, if you yeah. want to use it. So my Instagram feed is filled with like a lot of positivity. My Good. stories, those have my rants. You can invite certain kinds of attention. I just want to put out positivity in the world. Though when people do come for me, I show up. You do? Uh, <laughs> I do show up. And, and very quickly as well. Away. Yeah, very quickly because I'm a millennial who also doesn't sleep very much. So <laughs> I'm so busy, but yeah, I don't like I don't attack people. But like I said, I love history and I like to use those in what we call in the U.S. our clapbacks. I, I try not to really hurt somebody's feelings, but yeah. it sucks when you're called a racist, especially when you're biracial. You've worked so hard to build bridges, and I view this list as bringing people together, hmm. but it's mostly like a hit dog. Well, I don't know if they have this in Australia. Maybe they've got an equivalent with a wombat, but a hit dog will holler is what we like to say. So. I'll have to think of these Australian equivalent. Oh my God, it's so bad. Oh, we've got such bad sayings here. A hit dog will holler. I should probably say it in my Southern accent the hit dog will holler (laughs) y'all I think I've spent too much time by myself during quarantine (laughs)
0: Jacinta I just want to say from myself and from the listeners that I really thank you for bringing yourself forward putting together this resource and giving people the option that if they want to spend their money somewhere that's going to make a difference and keep small businesses going, then they can go the your list. From me to you and from our listeners, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. No, it was, it was a pleasure. I'm so glad that people are still sending me hundreds of names that I have to sift through. But yes, yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And listen, I hope you get some sleep some days. I hope so too because I'm trying my best not to age without nature and, you know, i'm trying my best i'm not looking my best these days oh you look great from here well i just had a chemical peel so (laughs) that probably helped
0: (laughs) oh that's great thanks so much jacinta and thanks listeners